Hi, welcome to the MVR podcast number one. And today we're talking about coping and resistance. I'm Rachel Elmer. Do, yeah, please. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I think it's very familiar as a practitioner to be working with families who make those shifts, those shi- the shift into coping with re- with violence and and then finding strength to learn how to resist. And I think that sometimes I'm working with families who can fall into those two kind of principles, if you like, and not really knowing that they're learning to resist and until they share the acts of resistance with me in a session then they're able to understand the the differences Yeah. I think I'm currently working with a family who her coping is predominantly um, focused on the climate that we're living in at the moment. The the COVID has restricted this family in normal normal daily functioning you know the child isn't going to school the mother isn't able to go to work um 
they are isolated from their support network and although we've been trying to be creative in how we utilize support there isn't anything really quite the same as physical that visual being in the room the sense of that embodied presence um and the parent has expressed the word coping a lot in the session that she's just existing she's just coping she's just getting through each day um and, and doesn't feel very active or, or, or taking action. Yeah, that's one of one of the issues. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And yeah, and VR is all about, you know, it's about action. that for me there's when a parent is describing just coping there doesn't appear or doesn't get a sense of of her taking her or him taking action and that shift into the resistance position that it that is more purposeful that it is about taking action against the violence it's about reminding themselves of the announcement of that pledge of how they want to move into you know a different sense of the relationship with the child and having that stronger position having some authority in their position yeah it's taking action mm yeah 
Yeah, yeah. Mm. Particularly if I'm thinking about this particular client, I think you're I think she is presenting less purposeful. And her positioning in the home, there's she's avoiding any interactions with the child. Um, so when we think about that, treading on eggshells, that she's really demonstrating that in her in her being, in her, her language to the child. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, well, that's what she did say. That's, yeah. yeah, and I think a lot of my session then was really focusing on how she wants to see herself, what type of action she might consider taking, and how then she sees herself by taking that action. And we spent a lot of time revisiting the network of support and how that network can support her actions and what she needed from those from the network to support her actions and for her to grow her voice and her presence. So, yeah, so that it was helping her to really reframe her position and to think about to, to really consider those interactions that she's having with her child in the moment. We, we talked about grounding and breathing and, you know, imagining her body and her feet rooted to the ground and how she could learn to withstand the verbal attacks from her daughter and, and how she wants to position herself, how she sees herself. And we talked about what, she, how she's presenting now to how she can present with these things in mind and just in her demeanor while she sat opposite me when we were talking about that she shifted her position she she initially was slumped in the chair and then she sat tall there was some more purpose in her voice she regained a, a better body language and eye contact with me that she was determined she showed determination that that was the that was her new position that she was found in Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
Mm. Yeah. We talked a lot about the the time that she remembered uh, in the past when she was um, more more resistant to to the violent acts and how she remembered her, you know, her her thoughts and her feelings. So she she indicated to her chest and she said she felt strong. I said, how did you feel last year when you did X, Y and Z? And she indicated her hand to her chest and she said, I felt strong. And then, and then she sat up tall and, and I said, oh, what else, what else did you feel? And she said, I felt that I could do this. I felt I could cope better. So great. Okay. When I witnessed her strength, I think, yeah, and I think not only because you just asked. I just softened and I smiled. I felt like I wanted to celebrate her finding her strength from a woman to a, woman to a mother to a mother. Not feeling you're strong with your children is a really, a really fearful position. It's horrible. It's not, it's unpleasant to feel not strong. And I, yeah, I guess I smiled and so I almost, almost celebrated it in my face. I smiled and yeah, yeah, like that. Yeah, it was wonderful for her to have explored how she found that strength. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay.
would that be fair to to use an even simpler and you know me i like simple um a simpler term to sort of positive and negative coping so for example i have another client who is in their latter of the, the coping um it's not great she recognizes things aren't great the kids aren't back at school her husband isn't back at work she's not getting the respite that she's used to having which enables her to recharge and cope with the next you know the stage of the day when the kids come home from school but this this different coping position isn't distressing her it's not leading further to um parental distress it's not um leading to more violent episodes she just knows that it's not great right now but she's getting through day to day and she'll laugh and say sometimes hour by hour um but actually things aren't great but they're not particularly worse than they, they used to be they're, they're not things haven't deteriorated that bad and she's aware that things need to get back to normal and so i would class both of those clients in different categories of coping like you've just explained with this particular the humor well she often says you know you could laugh at this you couldn't make it up you know her her day the children off school husband off work he's trying to work in the front room the parent the mother's navigating the children away from the front room while dad's working and that doesn't go too well and they laugh about how dad's in the middle of a, a really important zoom meeting and he's got his son barging in shouting dad play with my trains and dad's and the mum and dad are laughing and there's some irritants in their voice they're irritated but at the same time they say it's it's hilarious you couldn't make this up you know, in our wildest dreams, we never positioned, we ever thought we'd be in this position of, of coping. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and it's, it's, it's awful. There are days when she feels it's tragic and, she's craving for her normal to come back and the respite and the children and everything else, the dynamics, the family, but she's a real, you know, as all parents are, they, she digs deep and finds the strength and she's incredibly resourceful um, and determined to, you know, she shows her strengths in, in other ways.
Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's us for today. Thanks for listening. And we hope to get our second podcast out to you in the next fortnight. Take care. Bye.